Well, what is up, podcast universe? This is the Not Allowed Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan. This is a place where each week we take a deep dive into Jesus's hot take on faith, church, and pop culture. Today, we are discussing how coronavirus killed the church. Uh, coronavirus certainly disrupted the world, and we'll talk more about that in the future episodes. But today, we're diving into how COVID-19 has affected the world of church. The good, the bad, and the ugly. It's all coming out right here, right now. Infectious disease, widespread panic. But church is on Sunday. Well, let's get right to it, guys. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the negative effects mm. that COVID has had on the church. So I'll start. Um, one of, I think, uh, the more obvious negative effects that COVID have, has had on the church is that it is um, it has made people get out of their normal routine, Um and it's even harder to get out of bed for just about anything. I mean, I think uh, church was already hard for for people, especially families, to to get to because you know it's earlier in the morning, it's on a weekend, um, you gotta dress a certain way, um, your kids gotta look nice, and so there's all of this kind of pressure and. Um, I think that was already hard for people to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Um, And then COVID hit. Everything shuts down, including the church. You don't have to get up early on Sunday morning anymore. You can go to church in your PJs. And maybe at first, I think for a lot of people who um, were used to going to church, enjoyed going to church, were okay with all the things, um, it was a bummer. You know, they were like, "I, I miss seeing my people in person. I miss... Um, having that uh, um, community and being able to see the worship team on stage and being able to see the pastor on stage. But I think after a little bit, you just kind of lean into it. And you're like, you know what? I'm okay with the whole PJ's online church vibe. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm getting fed. Um, and I'm comfortable. And mm-hmm. I can stay in bed. I don't have... There's not, there's not stress. There's just so... I mean, I know... And I think most people would agree with me. Anybody that was raised in the church or, you know, went to church even just every now and then as a kid, there's a lot of stress wrapped around it. Um, and so when COVID happened, it was it was it kind of took us back to what it would be like to not have to get up and do the things, um, but still be able to have some form of church. And now that we're trying to reopen. Um, it's really difficult to get back into the mindset of getting up, getting our kids up, getting on the road, getting there on time. Um, So, yeah, yeah. I think like for Americans specifically, Mm -hmm. whenever we taste convenience, yes, that rules over everything. So Mm -hmm. I think some people didn't even give the whole online church thing a go, Mm -hmm. but since coronavirus made us and we tasted the convenience of it, it's like, oh my goodness, we can do this. Yeah, be in our homes. Right. I don't know about y'all, but uh, like as a as being in church leadership on Sunday, coronavirus, like for the first time ever, we got to sit down and have breakfast as a family mm-hmm. on Sunday for mm-hmm. the first time ever. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, just I think even 
for our family, we tasted the convenience of that. Yeah. And it does kind of feel good. It does. Yeah. It yeah. kind of feels yeah. good, but it did it did put something in our brain of mm-hmm. oh, now we got to Right. Now we got to get back into rhythm yeah, and routine. And I, and I think too it's hard for people to to feel like it's really necessary. Is it necessary to go through the doors? Mm. I felt like I was fine with, without, without going through the doors. Mm, if it's online, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I think also if we are struggling as church leaders, and this is like what we <laughs> yes. do, yes. and we cannot even begin to imagine right. how m- much more people are struggling. Um, and then when everyone's schedule gets completely shifted, they're mm-hmm. not going to work, their kids are not going to school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I totally get it. I understand yeah, how sure. how easy it was yes. to fall into this new routine mm-hmm. of just hanging out in your PJs. I loved mm-hmm. it. I actually had a little moment last Sunday where I was like, this is the last one. Yeah. <laughs> Next week we're back in church. Yeah. Funeral, a mini funeral yeah. for <laughs> yes. rhythm coming Absolutely. back. Absolutely. <laughs> that is, that's good. And that's, a, that has turned into a negative, the fact that it's hard For to get sure. back in a routine. For sure. So, yeah, so I'm going to segue into another negative of coronavirus in the church. And I don't know about y'all, but this became evident early on, like a couple weeks, two to three weeks into coronavirus, the shutdown, not being in church. I started to get messages from people that... Um, I guess the the easiest way to to say it is they kind of relapsed and went back into some negative patterns, negative choices were being made, Mm -hmm. um, things that they were working very hard to get out of, Mm -hmm. they slipped back into. Mm -hmm. And one of the main reasons that even happened in their life was because the consistency of that uh, church, that Sunday morning, that accountability, that community was taken away. And right when that was taken away, um, suddenly there was this this relapse. You know, there was a lack of accountability, lack of community. Mm-hmm. People aren't seeing me. People aren't asking how I'm doing. Right. And it, that took a negative toll on quite a few people. I got a number of messages from people saying, mm-hmm. you know, my husband went back into doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a family member is struggling again with, with, with that. Mm-hmm. And so I think a huge negative thing was that people's spiritual lives started to suffer yeah. because of the lack of accountability yeah. mm-hmm. and having that every Sunday thing. Right. And I think in addition to the lack of accountability, just trying to cope with all of this scary, uncertain stuff, um, being isolated, all of that, people were were going back to what they knew. They were going back to how they coped with the pain and, and all of that before. Yep. Um, because I think for a lot of people, you know, to job loss, all of that, there's been a lot of awful things that COVID um, did to people's lives. And so not only were they not getting the accountability and the community, but they were also dealing with um, a lot of fear and isolation, yeah. and that's how they dealt with it. Yeah, and you don't drift into spiritual growth. That's not something you just drift into. Yeah. Yeah. It takes intentionality. Absolutely. And as soon as things stop, mm-hmm. what happens immediately is you get caught up in the current of what yeah. is natural. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not natural to grow spiritually and to you know excel and have growth. That's That takes intentionality. It takes... Yeah 
pouring into. Um, and for a lot of people, it took the accountability that they found in that Sunday church. Yeah. Um, I was wanted to bring out this uh, article. Uh, Barna did a study. Uh, this article is titled, One in Three Practicing Christians Has Stopped Attending Church During COVID-19. Um, it goes on to say that uh, for about one month, they discovered for about one month, um, people were streaming their home church services, and they were also getting into some other churches, um, you know, just kind of having a little smorgasbord of church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, they literally just stopped. Mm-hmm. So 32% of, of professing, con, um, practicing Christians um, are not doing any type of uh, church, whether it be um, virtual or drive-in or anything like that. Um and I think, uh, you know, the Bible says, do not forsake the gathering for a reason. And I think we're seeing the effects mm-hmm. of, of that just in the spiritual uh, lives of people. For sure. Okay, so I'm going to go a little bit of on down a different route. But um, another negative that we've seen um, definitely in our area is that giving um, took a nosedive for most churches. I think it's kind of one of those out of sight, out of mind kind of things. Um, even with faithful givers, we were fortunate to see not as big of a drop early on, but yeah. we saw it late in the later months. But I know that from talking to other church leaders that that was a huge concern and a huge thing that happened. So that's more on the practical side. And then we're seeing... Um, that volunteering is has gone down also, and I I really think that it's it's part of um, the routine that Chris was talking about, like getting out of the routine yeah. of these things that we do as part of our Christian walk. And I um and I wonder if people are just they've fallen so far out of their routine now that they um they've forgotten that God has asked these things of us. Like it's part of what our Christian faith is supposed to look like. It's supposed to look like serving other people. It's supposed to look like giving towards, um, giving to other people and towards our community and trying Mm -hmm. to help things. And, and since we haven't been able to be together or be out in our community, I think that's where we've seen this drop. And so I think that's a huge negative effect. And, um, and I'm concerned to see how long it takes to get, people back into the mindset of actually yeah. serving others. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, a really good point. I, I, I wonder, um, because my father is a music minister in, uh, here in Mississippi and, uh, they're seeing really good numbers at their church. Um, it is a more traditional Southern Baptist church. Um, but they are having fairly good return They're Well, slightly above the national average of what everybody else is seeing. Um, but I talked to him yesterday and he said that giving was, was really good. So I, I'm almost wondering what, what, where is it just like randomly, like you get, you know, just a, a group of people that are going to be more go getters or is it just because, uh, what the t- maybe the type of people? I'm not sure. What do you think? Yeah. So just wondering, like your dad's church, did they shut down for a significant period of time, or were they on the side of? Yeah. No. They they shut down um, 
at the, when we shut down. Right. Uh, they came back, I think, two weeks before we did. Okay. Um, and then stayed open. And then stayed open. Okay. They have not shut shut down All again. Right. Uh, they opened up social distancing and masks mandatory from the very beginning. So I don't know. Maybe that had something to do with it, the yeah. mask being mandatory. Well, certainly the upbringing, like uh, traditional churches, yeah. it's more it's more built in. It's more automatic. Mm-hmm. And it takes less thinking for people who have always done it, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Do you think it it might also be a generational for sure? Thing? Yeah. yeah, I do. I think there's more of a more of a sense of obligation, almost mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, positive or negative. Some sure. things are yeah. good to have obligation. Sure. For like sure, we yeah. feel obligated to brush our teeth in the morning. It's great. It's perfect. It's <laughs> a good obligation. Um, and taking a bath. So it's, it's, that's what I mean. It's like maybe just more natural for a traditional setting. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the, that's not our people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's some of our people, yeah. but mm-hmm. not, not all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think like to encapsulate all the negatives, it really just reminds me of, you know, Newton's law of motion. Mm-hmm. It's things at rest, stay at rest. Mm-hmm. Things in motion, stay in motion. That mm-hmm. feels like what happened yeah. And is the big negative is that things were in motion and they were staying in motion. Yeah. But when they started to rest, it's harder to get them to go back. Right. It's harder yeah. to get Absolutely. things yeah. back in motion once they've been at rest. Yeah. I can't remember if somebody already said this, but I mean, before COVID, it was hard enough getting people to volunteer. Yeah. yeah. And getting people so to come. just on top of that, that right. is just, yeah. uh, what do they call it? A, a Nail in the coffin, is that the saying or <laughs> yeah. something? Yeah, it yeah. was yep. the cherry on top, the yep. proverbial cherry on top. How many more of these can we do? Let's yeah. keep going. <laughs> Let's just do the rest of it in the yeah. <laughs> So there it is, the negatives the of COVID-19. Negatives, and I'm sure there's uh, many, many oh, yeah. more that we could discuss. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we don't want to be just negative Nancys here. Let's talk about the positives. Yeah. And, and yes, there have been some positives uh, for the church to come from COVID-19. So let's uh, discuss those. Yeah. So for me, the first, my first thought when I think of what good has come from COVID-19 is uh, church online um, and seeing the gospel reach more people. Um, I think it's 2020 and most people are on some form of social media um, and so many churches did not offer any type of church online. For sure. Um, I think, I remember when this first started and we were trying to find the good in, in all this, I think Heather was the one that said, there are so many introverts that are Christians <laughs> and we haven't really had um, a type of church for them to yeah. enjoy um, to where they have to, they don't have to get completely out of their comfort zone and like psych themselves up <laughs> to go into a building full of people who want to greet them and shake their hand and talk to them um, and just be totally exhausted for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think that is a really yeah, positive thing that COVID did was that um, it it showed ministers and church leaders the importance sure. of church online mm, yeah. and how far, you know, that we were maybe limiting ourselves prior to because we were just kind of focusing on the in-person experience when um, we had such a further reach that yeah. we weren't using. Mm. Yeah. I think it's really funny because 
in the weeks prior to COVID uh, shutting down the church, uh, we've talked about people uh, talking about from the pulpit how they will never do church online, <laughs> how it's not the way God wants it to be done. Right. COVID-19 hits. Theology We changes. shut down, <laughs> and we're doing church online. Right. Yeah, I think more more church leaders, more pastors suddenly saw social media for what it is, which is, n- number one, neutral. It's what you make of it. Mm-hmm. And sure. number two, can be a tool, a yes. really good tool, yeah. Yeah, if yeah. you use it right. Um, and so that is exciting, because yeah. I know a bunch of churches didn't have a YouTube channel <laughs> oh, yeah. before this happened. Yeah. And they do now, which oh, is yeah. good, because mm-hmm. you know it, it not only serves their church members... Mm-hmm. It serves. It it has the potential to serve people around the world. Absolutely. So why sure. not? Okay, so bouncing off of Carissa's church online, another positive I think that came out of COVID nineteen is that people allowed themselves um, to be led by video because I know that that is a huge hurdle, yes. especially mm-hmm. for the older generation who they're idea of being um, pastored is a man Mm -hmm. behind the pulpit every Sunday morning, and they could not allow themselves to learn um, from any other format. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that is a huge positive that came out of this. It showed us that it doesn't matter what format it is, that God can speak to us in any way that he wants to. And Mm -hmm. so um, that's super exciting for me because I think it gives the church more opportunities to be creative and to reach people in different ways. Mm-hmm. So, for sure, uh, I know I'm the host, and I, we're not supposed. I'm not supposed to let us chase rabbits, but I want to chase a rabbit for no, just a second. Don't do it. Going off <laughs> of Jesus. what you said, all right. We said they want to be taught. Yeah. By a man. By, has to be a man. Has to be a man. Well, for obviously, yeah. um, <laughs> in the pulpit. But you know what? When they're so staunchly against being taught on a video, and I do air quotes around taught, I don't think they really want to be taught anything at all. They, mm-hmm. When they come, they want to hear people like that that are so staunchly against that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They just want to come and they want to hear something that they agree with. Right. Yeah, yeah. correct. So... Why even, to- <laughs> why even worry about them anymore? They don't. Right. They just want you to say what they already agree with. Yeah, right. No growth, yeah, right. no change. Preach on sin, just not preach mine. on sin. Not mm-hmm. mine. Yeah, yeah. And I think that goes. If you don't want to learn from a new medium, you don't really want to learn new things. Yeah, so true. Yeah. So we read scripture. Yeah. And God uses a donkey to talk to mm-hmm. somebody, mm-hmm. but he can't use video. Mm-hmm. He can't use and the. Truth is, after all this, is we're all seeing God can use whatever he wants. Oh, yes. yeah. And he's really, I think, God wants to use a lot more yes. than we let him. Yes. Than we let him use. Yeah. Like we limit God yes. based on what we think is what <laughs> what we want, honestly. We limit him. We put him in this little box and we're like, this is all you can do. Yep. And he, I think that COVID-19 was a huge opportunity for God and he just broke down a whole lot of walls for us. Like, I'll do it any way I want to do it. And you're not Mm going to contain what I want to do, which I think is um, phenomenal. It's exciting. It is is exciting. exciting. And I'm going to, I think that segues into what I would see as a positive from COVID-19 and church is that it helped, it helped the church, the true church, the people. Yeah. The church universal, the people, it helped the people put the building mm-hmm. in the proper place in their heart because once the once the building 
was out of the picture, I think it helped the church see that the church is us. Yes. You know, and I think we had to look for the first time, we had to look at church the way we're supposed to. And it's that no matter where we are, we're the people of God, we're the body of Christ. And that remains the same, no matter where we are. You can be in your living room, I can be in mine. We are the church. Yeah. And and that doesn't change. I think just something that when I think about it, I get chills is that if we're doing church online, like we could have been having worship with a persecuted Christian in the Middle East mm. or in Asia. Um, and I just like, it's like, man, I mean, we could be watching that at the same time. That's incredible. Right. Yeah. And be the church. And be the church yes. together. Build, no building. No building. You know, and we're we're still in the my PJs, yeah. <laughs> Which is God's view. Like when God looks at it, when God thinks of my church, when yeah. Jesus says my church, yes. that's the picture He had. You know? Right. Yes. Um, the the church that Jesus saw, you know, and said the gates of hell won't be able to prevail against it. It wasn't a building, you know. No. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> certainly wasn't a building. If so, I mean. God help us, but it w- <laughs> it wasn't a building. It was yeah. the people of God. It was the body of Absolutely. Christ. And he said, nothing is going to prevail. Coronavirus, nothing's going to be able to prevail against this mm-hmm. because the church is my body and it's indestructible. And it has been proven so um, throughout this season. So it's an exciting thing. That's a positive. Um, so we have definitely seen some silver lining yes in a period of time that has been yeah um carissa's favorite word (laughs) unprecedented unprecedented (laughs) in these unprecedented times buy a toyota it'll make you feel better (laughs) well guys i have to ask you a question did coronavirus kill the church No. 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 Resounding no. No. That's right. Well, we want to leave it on a positive note, so this is the part of the show where we give our tops and our snots. If you have to ask, you won't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Jared, can you give me your... Tops. I'll give. I will certainly give you my tops, and I'm excited to do that. My tops for this week is dun 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 the air fryer. Do y'all have an air fryer? No, and I'm upset. Oh my goodness, we got an air fryer. It's turquoise because that's Lindsay's favorite color. Color, Um, but it is amazing. We put dumplings, pork dumplings, in there last night, and they are a good dumpling. Incredible. The air fryer is my new favorite thing and i immediately jumped on pinterest and i'm pinning every air fryer recipe there is (laughs) in the world so heather has been talking about theirs for a while and we got a friend one for christmas and experienced um like buffalo wings in there which were Mm. i've been sold on the air fryer (laughs) we just haven't got one ourselves but now we have one in the rushing home and it will be the only the oven Say goodbye. Yes, obsolete. (laughs) Goodbye. Stove top. What are you talking about? This is the future. This is the wave of the future. Air fryer. The air fryer is in officially. We thought we were going to have flying cars in 2020, but no. No need. Air fryer. No need. Tesla, what are you you crazy? (laughs) The air fryer is where it's at. Please. 
Well, give me your snot, Jared. Okay, so what I am definitely snot into right now is yard statues. <laughs> yard statues. Okay. I am offended <laughs> a great deal by yard statues. I want to cancel yard statues. They are, they've been canceled. I just don't know why everyone hasn't gotten the message. On my route home every single day, I go by several houses, and if this is your house... I really, I am sorry, um, but they have like. But you shouldn't vote. Yeah, please don't leave. <laughs> don't leave your home. They have, they have full size giraffes. They have Greek gods. Wow. And cowboys in the same yard. In the same yard. Yeah, and then you go a little so bit. So there's further. not even a theme. No, it's not. Oh no, goodness. There's not a theme Oof. at all. And then on the same route I take every day, just like two weeks ago suddenly pops into this yard, two bald eagles, and then a, listen now, a life-size, a life-size, what is even the name of that thing? (laughs) The thing that's in the woods that we think has been there for years? Yes. A life-size Bigfoot. (laughs) Good gosh. I'm amazed. So, and I'm, listen, I've I've thought about this a lot and I'm like, let me try and get into the head of this person. Mm. Let me imagine that we're having a conversation where they're explaining to me about how, why they got this thing. There's no, I I can't think of anything that would change my mind on this. Other than maybe they lost a bet. Yeah, but I mean, (laughs) run nude and on down your street. (laughs) Don't go buy a life-size Bigfoot. Man, and I even I've thought about this like literally like okay I'm sitting there they're talking to me and they say well our grandchild just loves Bigfoot put it in the backyard <laughs> I don't know put it in a, a life size statue I, I know a life size statue? statue how much is a life size statue of Bigfoot can we Google that right now uh, sure because if it's if honest to God if this comes back and it's anywhere close to five hundred dollars or more. I'm going to have an even serious problem with this. <laughs> what I feel is the real global pandemic. <laughs> All right. I, there are several life size. Give it to me. Go ahead. Well, no, that's not. I mean, a I'm, statue. I'm thinking this, this is cement. This is this painted. Maybe a custom order. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> A custom could be, order could be, yard statue. Everything I'm seeing is 72 inches, 32, 45 inches. 72 inches? That's life size, right? Sure. I don't surely do not. I mean, big. Is it yeah, like taller than? It's yeah. It's is the it like size eight of, foot? Yeah, you look up at it like you oh, would yeah, a normal bigfoot. All right, here we go. You ready? Yeah. I think this is this could be it. Okay. Two thousand seven hundred thirty-seven dollars. <laughs> oh, wow! And ninety-five Shoot me cents. now. Oh Shoot me now. See, th- there's no. Just no snot. Carissa, can I have your tops? Sure, you can have my top. My top, as of late, is Hamilton. Okay, Alexander. You are so mainstream. So I know. Okay, that's and that's the rudest thing you've ever said to me. Yes, for the Enneagram um, Four. <laughs> Must hurt. Um, I am super late to the game, obviously. And it is because, well, it's twofold. One, I didn't want my expectations to be shattered. 
um, just because I'd heard so many amazing things, etc. Um, so I put it off. Two, I just didn't want to be mainstream. And <laughs> I, anybody who knows me knows that I love Broadway, musical theater, and but I like, you know, deep tracks. <laughs> <laughs> and Hamilton, you know, it's just been a major phenomena, and rightly so, guys. It's okay? incredible. It this, is. I, I just, I went into it thinking, I'm not going to like this as much as everybody else does. Mm. And I just was so wrong. I, I am absolutely 100% obsessed. Wow. Ryan and I yeah. have, have just literally been listening to just the soundtrack for like two weeks. Ryan straight. has become a rapper. Ryan Because is I am a rapper now because <laughs> yes. of Hamilton. Yeah. Rap master Ryan. <laughs> So that's my top. Um, you ready for my? I feel like I need to confess that I have not Heather. seen Hamilton. You're the only person at this table, it, I'm and sorry. you're you're not doing anyone else harm but yourself for <laughs> having so not. You're just <laughs> depriving. You're just yourself hurting yourself. Of... You are hurting yourself <laughs> by not doing this. You're just now, like the Bigfoot people. I you're would, really yeah, just... you are same box. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is. I watched it too, and I wasn't. I didn't care for it at all. Like, did you? Did y'all listen to the music? Yes, before? I did. Yeah, I didn't I wasn't even do that. Sold. Music. I yeah. wasn't sold. I didn't do that. I'm, you know, just give me a give me a diva and a ballad, sure. and I'm sure I'll stay there. Right. See, I'm that that was my when I first listened to the soundtrack because it was so not what I thought Broadway right should sound like, yes. and what I loved about Broadway it wasn't that. So yeah. that that was my issue. But then you see it, and you're like, yeah. oh, it's just so good. Yeah, there's some magic there. And it is Broadway. It is magic. Yeah, I know. It it's is. Magical. So, Heather, you know. Do it, girl. You won't yeah. it. All right. Now, give me your snot. Okay. So, I've already been triggered because Jared said one of these <laughs> phrases in the middle of our podcast. So, um, my snots are overused COVID phrases. Okay. Um, like have, so, so top three, okay. Unprecedented times, mm. uncertain times, mm. and now more than ever. Okay, <laughs> I am never more offended than when I hear on the radio or see on a commercial. Mm. <laughs> now more than ever. <laughs> I don't want to buy your thing. I don't believe you. I don't want to listen to you because I'm so tired of hearing these phrases. And tell us how you really feel. Way to reframe oh. a global pandemic <laughs> and segue it into your product. Right. Like, come on. And that's the thing. I think maybe it started off as a legit thing because these are uncertain times. The first time we heard it said yes. it was legitimate, like it, it did mm, that landed right there. Like, unprecedented. It is unprecedented yes. and, and it is uh, uncertain. But not anymore. But when not I, anymore. Unprecedented only works for like what four days? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, like not yeah. long. But they're still doing it. Yeah, uh, still, three months of unprecedented is not unprecedented yeah, anymore. Still interrupting my shows. And my music. During these unprecedented times. <laughs> Thank you. And it's never anything that has anything right. to do with COVID. I love that. Yeah. And can we also stop saying new normal? Yeah. Oh, no one wants normal. us to be the new normal. Yes. Yeah. If you say that, I immediately go into depression. Yeah. <laughs> this is I don't want normal. this to be my new normal. No, thank you. Pass. <laughs> Pass. Oh, that's so. great. This is the transitional period. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think now more than ever, when you're saying that about like now more than ever, it's important to love one another, to be nice. Yes. But now more than ever, do I need to buy a Toyota or a I don't a Subaru? Yeah. Negative. Negative. Air fryer? No. Total that's <laughs> air fryer now legitimate. more than ever. Now legitimate. Than ever, I could say legitimate. <laughs> All right, Miss Heather. Let me get your tops and your snots. Okay, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a little crap for this, but my tops right now I'm living for this album is Folklore by Taylor Swift. If you haven't listened to it, you are doing yourself a disservice because it is phenomenal. (laughs) Are you a Swifty? I'm a complete Swifty. I always have been, but this album is... It's amazing. And wow. I am a married, a happily married woman, <laughs> but I get all up in my feels <laughs> like I just broke up with my boyfriend <laughs> when I listen to this album. As a matter of fact, I've been listening to it on replay and I might be a little depressed now. Oh, so, my but it's goodness. so it's it's different. Okay, Taylor. and can I just interject because I'm pretty sure the whole I might get a little flack for this was pointed at me, <laughs> rightly so, because I have not been a Taylor fan. Let me tell you though. This is my album. So she good. is on fire, guys. Taylor's on fire. So okay? she's I, back I on top. I just listened to it because, you know, a lot of my, my friends, you know, are, are Swifties. And you know what? I respect you, okay? I, I haven't let that separate me from you. But this album is just so good. See, and that just so, solidifies it yes, for me that I'm, this I'm is a great you. album because Carissa loves it. Yeah. Right, because I'm not... There yeah. must be some artistry here. <laughs> is it... So you like it. It's called... What's the name of it? Fol- folklore. Folklore. I'm I'm seeing a trend here. Is is the album kind of dark and twisty? Oh, for sure. Oh, it's, for sure. It's, very, okay. it's totally different genre. All right. And I have said, okay, <laughs> let me go on record as saying, I've said this before, I would be a Taylor Swift fan. If she changed her genre, because I've always appreciated her songwriting. She is an incredible songstress, and I've known that, but I don't think her genre is pop. I never have. I don't think her voice is suited for it. And so I, I have said, Ryan can back me up. This, if, she has said if, this, yes. if my girls switch genres, and I want her to go more of like a singer-songwriter, but folk is, is pretty close to that, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's fantastic. Now, full disclaimer... She does use some profanity. There are mm, some explicit yes. songs. Just look for the E. I will say when I when, when we were listening to it uh, in the car and she used it, it sounded so. It didn't sound right coming from her. her yeah. It didn't sound like genuine. I, yeah, I feel like when my grandmother cusses, I feel the same way. Oh, your grandmother cusses? No. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you weird. which one. <laughs> But yeah, I, did, I just felt it. I was like, mm, did she write that in there? Or did somebody tell her that she needed to throw some profanity? Watch your profanity. <laughs> I mean, I felt it deeply. I thought if she's, if she's going there, mm. then so there's you bought some it. real... Okay. Yeah, there's some real stuff happening. Yeah. Some pain here. Yeah. Mm. Well, there you go. We Taylor Swift is yeah. on top. Tops, I will take your word for it. Uh, listen to the album. Right. When you watch Hamilton, I'll listen to folklore. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's the assignment for the week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I need your snot. Okay, my snot is negativity on Facebook. Mm. I am so tired of mm. scrolling through Facebook. As a matter of fact, I ditched Facebook pretty much. I only go on there yeah. 
um, for work-related things like mm-hmm. checking volunteer groups because mm-hmm. it is nothing but mm-hmm. hates and either you're for something or against something and you just feel like you got to put it all out there. And if I read one more comment on the governor's press conference, I'm going to lose my mind because yes. it's all negative. There mm-hmm. is no one can think positively at all in this moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When did mm-hmm. everybody on Facebook become a Karen? I mean, Ooh. honestly, that's that's where they all are now. Yes. Yep. Oh, Karen's my Karen's word. And my thing that frustrates yeah. me too, Heather, first. is that when did it not become okay to disagree mm-hmm. as a human race? Yeah. When 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 did that become mm. so unacceptable to not share in someone's opinion? That'll preach. And then you become enemies. You know, the enemy. Yeah. Right. Why are we canceling people because mm. they don't agree with us? Yeah. There's yes. Mm. I don't understand it. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and obviously there's things that if you think yeah, maybe you should get canceled if, you know, you think there's a master race. Yes. <laughs> the canceled. box is small, <laughs> relatively, but, though. Yes. Because yes. serious, but you small. think masks aren't that important? Should you get hate mail? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Or the other way around. Yeah, because it is. Like, there's no... We probably shouldn't talk about it. Nobody is being excused from this. It's like, (laughs) it doesn't matter what your opinion is. Absolutely. It's your... No. Don't. It's it's like, if I'm sending my kids back to school, I must want them to die. Mm -hmm. If I'm not... If I'm keeping my kids home, Mm -hmm. I... You don't care I about don't education. I don't care about education. Right. If I homeschool my kids, well, then I'm just Youth. a lunatic. Yeah. And, and that's what it is. There's all these boxes. There's so many boxes, and most of those boxes are political. And if you say a phrase or if you have an opinion about something, they're immediately going to put you in that box. Mm-hmm. And they, mm-hmm. that might not even be yep. any type of, you know, you, you, you may not agree with, with everything in that box, but because you agree with one facet of it, then you, they shove you in there, yep. it's wholesale. shut the door yeah. and they're like, we're not listening to you. You're, you're part of that group now, even yep. though you never, you never said you were, you yep. never signed the paper, yeah. but you are. And so everything you say now is just, I, I I'm, I'm fiercely against everything you yep. say and we're not friends anymore. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to confess, I got sucked into the yes, he did. Facebook void. <laughs> Um, One time. There was a post that I'd seen four or five times in the same day, and I just decided I just decided that I was gonna just share what I thought, and it was it mm, was a mistake I shouldn't have because it's not gonna do any good. No. <clears throat> You're not gonna change anybody's mind on Facebook. No, never have. It doesn't happen. Do but as soon as I said what I said. I was a leftist, all the way, Antifa supporter, da-da-da-da-da, in their eyes. And I'm like, I didn't say any of that. Like, right. that's not what... But, yeah, people just got to... You you're left or right. You're not... You can't have opinions across the board. No. Nope. No. And just FYI, it's not like that on Instagram, so head on over. I need to. I need to commit to Instagram. Head on over Instagram. You know, I don't know everybody's feelings on TikTok, but I'm not going to say I haven't stayed up till three p- three a.m. <laughs> watching a couple of videos. <laughs> I just want a place that's positive, just lighthearted. That you, know? you can connect with people that you wouldn't be able to connect with because of distance or whatever. That you can share 
parts of your life with without falling into a political party yeah. and then starting an entire horrible argument full of insults, yeah. you know, that, that make you fall asleep crying. Well, you know, <laughs> now more than ever, <laughs> <laughs> we really need just to laugh a little bit. I don't know the last time I've belly laughed on Facebook, if ever. <laughs> Never, ever, but ever, ever, ever. on some other platforms, I, I feel like I've... I mean, really, I, really teared up from. I will say though, I there, I do have some very comical friends on Facebook, and I do have some very positive friends on Facebook. So, so they're, they're out there. Guys. Maybe out it's there. not Facebook. It's your friends. It's your friends. Just <laughs> I think we just need to be a lot. Just just pick better follow people. Just, just pick better friends. Yeah, just just <laughs> unfollow people. And if someone asks you to be their friend, maybe don't automatically hit confirm. Like you yeah. know what I mean? You know, I you know. Yeah. Your Facebook There's, is your Facebook. Yeah. It's your community that you choose. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Well, TSA. I will go ahead and echo that. That's going to be my snot. It's just Facebook in general. Okay. Just Facebook. Oh, Scott, we good. I, I think there's a lot of other stuff going on with Facebook with the, you know, you say something and then there's an ad for it on Facebook. Oh. Freaks me out. <laughs> Freaks me out. Freaks me out too. Yeah, I need some X-Files music right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'll go ahead and that's my snot. I want to end on a positive and Ryan's something tops. that changed my life. Bring it. Charbroiled oysters. What? Mm. Didn't think I would like it. Uh, I've tried a raw oyster before and... We're sick it for was days. terrible. <laughs> um, but charbroiled. Because it's like snots on a rock. <laughs> snot on a rock. Uh, for any Jim Gaffigan fans. Uh, but charbroiled oysters. Now, the texture is not what I would prefer, but the flavor. Mm. The flavor was just, it's there. So where did you have these? Just for, I'm always looking okay. for a new place to eat. All right. Mississippi Gulf Coast, Felix's. Felix's. In On Gulf the coast in yeah. Gulfport. In Gulfport. We had an awesome server who awesome recommended server. it because you probably I wish I could it. remember your name, server. Yeah, I would give great. you a shout out. He was yeah. great. Yeah. Felix is. Okay. Felix I'm going to go give it another try. You got to give it a try. Yeah. And Everything yeah. we had was fantastic. Yeah. The crab dip. Also get the crab dip. Oh, crab for sure. Dip. And if you go four to seven, mm. it's half price oysters. Oh, really? Yeah. Half pri- half How price. much is a half price oyster? $1.50 for a charbroiler. Shut up. So a regular price oyster is $3? Yeah. Okay. I mean, this is luxury, man. All right. I know. I know it. Okay. It's luxury. All right. Go big yeah. or go home. I got you. YOLO. Also, today's episode is not sponsored by Felix's, <laughs> just to let you know. Well, it's been a great day here at the Not Allowed Podcast. We hope you uh, learned from this. I hope it helped you grew today. Grew? I hope it helped you grow today. <laughs> I hope you grow up. Uh, we'll see you. <laughs> <laughs>